Hello, everyone. Atlanta, Lawrence, myself. We haven't recorded for the last 20 years. I'm just joking. It hasn't been 20 years. <laughs> it's been a while since last year. Like this, you got you gotta say like that. We haven't recorded since last, last year. Last year. Really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, but I'm excited to record. A lot has happened. Lawrence doesn't want to work anymore because he now does, you know, rich people stuff. He just gone to you know, port- like, where do you go, Lawrence? Like, I don't even want to mess it up because you probably went to like 14 places. No, nah, we, we go to a lot of places. Like, ah, oh, but it was so good. Like right now I feel so good from it. When you come back from a, a vacation, you finally settle back in. You're like, oh man, I feel really relaxed because we went to, we flew down to Orlando to drop off the dog. So we gave the dog up, you know, like, hey man, at the, the parental's house, the in-laws, we got on the flight, went all the way to Lisbon, Portugal. So we were there for a bunch of days. We um, went up to different regions um, that's close to Lisbon, like day trips to Fatima, Nazare, Obido. And then we went to the central region, which is kind of like where you see the colorful palaces, that kind of area. So Mm -hmm. that's cool. And afterwards, yeah, we got a rental car and we drove uh, across to to Espana, you know, whatnot. Mm -hmm. You go to, we hit up Evora, Elvis, and then we eventually end up in Sevilla, uh, Spain, or Seville, Spain, and it was like it was dope. To this point, I'm like, I wish I stayed longer in Seville because there, because it was kind of rainy weather, you know, throughout that time. It's a different Mediterranean winter type of thing going on. Mm-hmm. But I wish we were there longer. I think you ladies would love um, Seville. I'm telling you, like y'all would love it. All contained. It's nice. It's dope. It's it's on point. Then after that, we drove down to Rhonda um, because we saw it. I, at least we definitely saw it. It was like from Lord of the Rings. We wanted to go check out that, that entire arc. So we drove mm-hmm. all the way down there. We swung back up around to Albufilia, um, Portugal, where it's kind of like a beach area uh, of it, the Algarve coast. Then we went all the way back up to, to Lisbon to, to wrap it up wrap up this trip man just pulled it out wrap it up it was like 12 days of absolutely amazing would do a lot of things differently but the food a plus a plus keep it rolling keep it i got some portuguese rolls right now from trader joe's you know (laughs) it's just that good the wine is on point the experience i i'd actually highly recommend it to anyone because it's so all-inclusive and I think the price is fairly, um, it's fair. Fair, okay. You fly yeah, that's what I love it, about yeah. Spain, yeah. Yeah, fly to Portugal, you know, you know, you could fly to Europe, then that's fine. But if you want to kind of like, if you've never been out the state, especially if you got kids or whatever it is, you don't want to get too convoluted, you go to a place like Lisbon, it's already there. A couple of day trips here and there, you're good, you're set. And all the food you're going to eat, A+. plus. And it doesn't have to be very expensive, especially if you know where to go. Mm, okay, awesome. I love the pictures. You guys are just throwing in the pictures. Doreen is a, funny. My wife, I love uh, it. she's hilarious because she'd be like, she, I'll be taking a video or something. She's like, oh, I waste time. You know, it's, it's going to look like trash, whatever. And next thing you know, I see her on IG. She posts it up. Like she posts my photo. <laughs> like She takes all the photos, downloads, downloads. And she's like, you know what? This is going to be good. And then she creates her reels. Like it's like how did how do you think she she gets a video of herself walking across someplace? It's me. There's someone's there. Like I'm here. <laughs> Credit me. me. I am here. 
I think husbands are like default uh photographers. Like you guys have to know the angles. Make yeah, like, it's like a video oh, man, the, the photo is dope. I'm like, yeah, I, I was the one that took it. I should know. <laughs> I'm so happy. It it looks it looks so good. It looks so good. That's I haven't been on the gram, so I haven't gotten a chance to see them. So what? when I got you haven't been on the gram too. Where the heck is you you just completely fell off the grid? Of yeah, I I deleted all socials like um TikTok, Instagram, everything. The only you thing I have you out here dancing with the kids? No, I, I haven't been dancing. Hey, whatever, man. I, I'm not on TikTok, so I, you you can lie if you want to. <laughs> no, I had deleted them. I've deleted them since like November, so I'm gonna download them back probably sometime in the next month or so, or sometime this week. I'll I'll probably be back on. Um, the reason why I did that was just like I wanted to. I wasn't, you know, how people say detox or social. It wasn't really much that. I have a lot of things I need to wrap up. Like I have school um contracts and things that I want to kind of like build up and I wanted to get some momentum going into this year but it, I don't know this 2022 was just like a lot of like family stuff and having to deal with that back to back back to back it's like I just didn't get a rest so I'm glad that I wasn't on because it kind of gave me some clarity focus and I think one of the things that I recognize for me is that I how do I explain it I find that when those moments are happening back to back, there's something that I have to learn, right? Like I, I try to glean some lesson out of it. And one of the things I would say to everyone is like, enjoy the life that you have, but make sure that you actually try to do life with people, not just by yourself. Because when you're like in these in these far dark moments where you're in the hospital or by yourself and you have no one, like the the decline of your health goes down a lot quicker. Then if you have like a robust system of people that's supporting you, that's checking in. Um, and I think that you're making those, those posits right now in our ages where we are in wellness, right? We're typically, we're not necessarily in perfect health, but we, we, we're not bed bound. We're not doing those things. Like make the positives in the relationships that you have, not for the sake of like, I'm doing this so that when I'm older, you, I can get help. But it just, at the end of the day, that is part of life that we do eventually hit a decline and not having a good ecosystem or financial system makes things a lot harder. Like I'm a filing like early disability for my uncle that has like um, chemo. I'm trying to see, does he has 401k? Does he have, what does he have in his repertoire that I could, you know, access for him to help him not be in financial stress during these moments of his life, right? And so when you're kind of deep diving into somebody's finances and deep diving into their background stuff, like you kind of see like their patterns of decision-making and either it's going to be good decisions or it's going to be bad decisions. And you're like, oh crap, like what are you going to do if it's bad decisions? So it just got me in a mode of thinking. And so I think it's really important to kind of like go through those processes and enjoy life. Like I'm pretty sure like these trips that Law is taking with his wife, these are so much memories that are build, being built on that 20 years from now, if you, when you go back to Lisbon, you're going to remember like, Hey, remember when we went in 2022 and this is the experiences. And now we're here, like all those full circle moments. It's really about having cultivating healthy relationships and things like that. So that on the back end of your life, you're not sitting in a hospital be bed, regretting your decisions. So, Ooh, yep. Uh, I definitely don't regret those decisions. We spent a lot of, um, 
money on travel in 2022 uh, from emergency stuff and from family stuff and also our own, you know, leisure travel. We ended up spending, I believe, I want to say it's like at least $25,000. Yeah, it was $25,000 in travel, which is a lot. It's, a, it's not really an easy point. And I guess I make the effort to showcase traveling from a different lens because I think now social media, we've seen it. It's more grandiose. It's more super luxury. It's, it's more like, how do you look? How do you like when you travel, really travel in 90% of the world in the 90% way, you find that people are dressed normally. People are very casual. People are really enjoying their time. They're eating, they're, you know, having um, conversations, you know, and they're just going about it. And for me, it's not really about the, I guess the end of the day to showcase or, or flaunt to anybody what it is. I'm really trying to like my goal now is to, you know, see 50 countries by 50. I want to be one of those guys. We had an episode of, you know, traveling all the way down to, to see Antarctica one day. I want to do those things. And these are things that I, you know, my wife will tell you, like on my Google Maps, it's always been highlighted in the Google Maps. So when I show up to any area, I just zoom out. If I'm in any location, I can zoom out in the area and be like, okay, let's go to this restaurant. And she's like, oh, this is a dope restaurant. I'm like, how'd you know? Because I already had it on my Google Maps. I'm able to see it right then and there. We could just go check it out. And I even said that to uh, my buddies um, yesterday night because we had like a you know small little conversation. I'm like, anytime I travel, I let people know not to say, oh, this is where I'm going. It's like, yo, you have plenty of room on the calendar to know that Lawrence is going to be traveling to maybe three countries this year or these, these two countries. And typically the, the places that we stay at, the Airbnbs, they have more space than just, you know, one bedroom or a couch or a studio. We literally rent like an entire apartment, whatever it is. And sometimes they, at least the last unit had four more, you know, bed space for anybody that wanted it to pop up. It's not like we're there all the time. It's always, it's something that I'm trying to show people is like, hell, you just have to, if you just grab and pay for your travel, you could pop up and you just sit, sit out at the Airbnb. Even if you don't want to spend any other money outside of that, just sit in this country and you'll find the different um, perspective and the mm -hmm. different flow and it, that detox that we, we all generally need. So I hope that one day, you know, years from now, my friends will kind of be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be there. I'm like, hey, Say no more, fam. <laughs> Say no more. And you want me to pick you up from the airport? Because sometimes we got the rentals as well. So it's like, yeah. yo, say no more. You've been more. saying that for the last few years. Yeah, <laughs> but, you but I, I don't know. I just literally heard it this year. Where have I been? Yeah, Lawrence been saying that because he he first told me this a few years ago about the Brazil. Could that be your, you want to go Brazil your third time? Because yeah, the first time by yourself, third, yeah. the second time with your sister. And yeah, then, this like, one. You yeah, want to bring with like a group of people. Yeah, um, I wanted to bring a group, but you know, yeah. people be like, eh, you know, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't help, I can't force people. Um, we're going to Brazil or South America. We're going to be going to Argentina, Uruguay, uh, Iguazu Falls. It's going to be dope. And then Rio de Janeiro specifically, not just all the Brazil, but Rio and maybe Sao Paulo because we have to fly through, but Rio for New Year's of um, next year. So we're probably going to be in Rio from like December. Shoot, I want to say not nah, from November, like 29th to January 5th of 2024. So basically- Crossing over the new year, okay. New year over there is different because there's different countries that do new year is different. You know, we already mm -hmm. know the, the New York one is super cold, super packed, it's super like, you know, hey, it's nice, but you you almost have to bring an adult diaper because there's no potties or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's really bad. 
But Rio's version of it is like the entire beachfront is an all all party. Everybody outside, street party, whatever you want to call it. Every area is, you know, bumping different music and fireworks all across. You could Google it right now and you'll see, you know, like real New York, New Year's. And you'll see like nothing but fireworks all across the, the beach skyline. It is amazing. It's phenomenal. It's just a good time. I think it's a great, great way to ring in the new year versus it being the cold. Right. Like just freezing. Mm-hmm. You looking it up right now, huh? You, I bet yep. you're looking it up. <laughs> She's like, I'm about to Google it. <laughs> yep, I sure am. <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't been together for quite some time since last year of 2022. Oh, so but it's it's such a blur, you know, like everything that happened, like unexpected, like you know, medical issues and uh traveling, like you mentioned, um, Lawrence, and like everything just kind of like rolled through. Is that's when people like, what was the lesson learned? What why are you saying for 2022? I'm just like at this point, I'm just grateful. I'm it happened. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, hey, I don't have I'm like, I got goals, but dang, I'm Man, so I'm tired. I'm still, I'm still tired yeah, from I'm the last tired. one. Mm-hmm. I entered 2020 like, like is it really here like I'm like we, we here already here? like you know what I'm saying? Like, seven we're, days we're yeah, people, people polling your information what's your goals I'm like relax man we're like I'm just trying like, to survive yeah uh, this year was very survive. slow <laughs> I had a good meeting with the the well you know she's my director but now entering the new year I'm I, I told you guys the lateral move I'm making at my job and mm-hmm. the first thing she said was uh your passport updated bitch can I just get to the <laughs> to the position first but it's it's it's, it's yeah, like the aspect traveling over right yeah exactly. I'll be traveling over to India so I'm just like and my mind it's not even wrapped around just to travel in itself I'm wrapped mm-hmm. around of the extensive training that I'm gonna have to get into um, mm-hmm. When it comes to account receivable training, learning that culture of how to communicate training with them, how we do it here in the U.S., right? So I'm just I think like, that's a, just to kind of say that, Atlanta, I want to say kudos to you because most people, when they think about lateral moves, like they only think about like if the only thing I can do is like get more money. But I just kind of perceive like you doing this is going to open up so many other doors for you and give mm-hmm. you some of the experiences and things that you need. So kudos to you for just saying like, hey, I'm going to make this lateral move, but I know I'm going to get to travel. I'm going to be able to do extensive training, which puts me in a better position in the role that I'm going to achieve as as time goes along. So, right. Right. So, I'm you know, and if you have any work trips that you just need somebody to be on the plane with you just to go <laughs> Like if you, you just know, yeah, have plus one, you know, you got the, the multiple stays, you know. You know? You know if you just 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 putting it I, out there. I don't know if you dated somebody now, but if you find an Indian I'm man, I'm dating I wanna, the same I wanna, person. I want I want to go it. to an Indian wedding, oh you know. That's a, that, hey, I'm just saying, I don't know, then, man. I would saying. love to go to Indian wedding, so you know, <laughs> yeah, like somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it right for I real. We're gonna have to um, find a friend. Hey, if somebody's in the audience, man, if you hey, you might have an Indian wedding. You know, let me know. Maybe not this year, but next year, though. Like, put me on. Put me on the, the game, the, the guest list. It's, I'll it's pop like, up. It's like four or five days of celebration. Yeah, it's, like I, I, hey, it's what I mean. Like, yeah, why, why it's not? It's a long celebration, a, like a week. It's a good something. vacation. You know, it's yeah. like, it's a solid, it's a solid long vacation. I actually vacation. want to do that for my wedding. I want it to be, like, a three-day experience where, hey, like, rent out a place. Luxury, luxury, <laughs> soft, soft life. life. Yeah. <laughs> soft. <laughs> Which is why the list is going to be capped at 75. My aunt says 75 is too too little, but I feel like that's a good cap because of the type of experience that I want. I want people to have like 
memories. And I also want like couples that come to also have like a renewing of their own love as well Mm -hmm. by sharing, like, even if it's like we're renting like this beautiful space, there's a, you know, masseuse is coming. We do activities, we play games, like really like like a retreat. No, it sounds like a Tyler Perry movie. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Do not water down lovely experience right now. Bafesa. Yeah, exactly. Bafesa. No, lovely. I love that. Lovely experience. Lovely experience. I love that. I'm telling you. And and since somebody's in a fight, there's going to be somebody. No. Why would you say that? I've seen this movie. I swear I've seen these movies before. (laughs) I'm gonna be the, the 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 guy that you the husband in the corner like drinking this drink <laughs> I don't want no part of this no but man supposed wedding. Be, yeah it's supposed to be like really relaxing and just like you know freeing just for that space yeah um I really do want to have like something that's very like a three or four day even if it's not for the whole wedding party but like especially close people like hey we're gonna have activities two days before. If you're gonna, if you want to be in town early, these are things that we're gonna have for you that's available. Because um, I want people to have like, because I think Esther Perel said that she said when a, 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 a um, romance and love is between two people, but a marriage is between a community. Meaning that when you get married, it's not just only about the love about that you. you share. Right. Like I always hear, like you know, Lauren's talking about his, you know, his sisters. Noreen has two sisters. He's always engaged, like, hey, making sure that they're also okay too, doing all those different things. And just also his in-laws and vice versa. That shows you that marriage is just not between the two people alone. It engages the community. And so I think that's like the beauty of the, the institution of marriage. What I think our generation has kind of like only, I think because of the past relationship that we've seen, we've only seen the bad, but I think we forget what bringing families together really actually can do and the meaning behind it when it's done with a lot of love compassion and care so I think that's like my my hope with the whole three four day excursion experience speaking of weddings uh shout out to um LG wife Doreen D uh, for sharing the wedding budget with me because after I seen that I was just like um you do this (laughs) that budget was it's tight was it tight it was extremely tight. And of course, I, I follow up with questions. I, I, asked, I asked both of you the same question and it was funny enough, different responses. But um, it's, it's very, very tight and extensive. Um, but I think what I may decide to do, and I spoke to my partner about this, is an engagement party for people like family and friends, but people I know won't be invited to the wedding because I really want it small because my family alone, like my side of the family, is 40 plus. Oh wow. And they're oh my, yeah, it happens they all quick. Have to come. that list. That they list are, they are, happens I'm joking, really I'm joking. quick. No, I'm telling that list comes up really because my mom, my mom is the what the middle oldest or something, but she has like five or six. Um, I think she's like the middle oldest of eight or something like that. But the ones I'm closest with here, like my auntie kids, I'm close with here in Florida. They have children and they have husbands. <laughs> so I can't exclude the children because now I'm going to ask you, are you going to do another um, a, a no children wedding? Ooh, yeah, they do the no children one. I don't yeah. want to do that. I don't want to do that because yeah, the, the youngest, kills, the youngest I have, too, yeah. yeah, the youngest, I, the youngest niece I have is Kai, the one in Boston, my brother, uh, youngest daughter in Boston. And what Kai is what, four or five? 
You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And my yeah. goddaughter. Yeah, you the, the kids also need it too. It's hard. It's a hard. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I'm, I'm having an engagement party maybe like four or five months after the engagement and then entering the wedding like a year out. I'll have like really close knit. I won't be able to invite anyone like financially i would just would not be able to invite everyone it just it's, it's a lot of money it's, it's a, a lot, lot of money and then on money. top of that when i spoke to doreen about it, it's like the people who didn't even make it yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so just like that's something i had to cut through too so if i know my family and the close friends i know will most likely will make it if anything does happen but i, I have to keep it very at least under like we're i wasn't even trying to get to 100 but unfortunately i gotta keep it under 100 but it doesn't look like it's going to be that way but yeah. seeing that our, budget hey, at the least you know that that other lady on uh i sent you guys on ig she's like mm, oh the video that went way. viral <laughs> two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> it was like broke you see how she said broke a quarter like, broke <laughs> a quarter million dollar wedding and he was right the way he even framed it a quarter million dollar wedding that's he like crazy. you bugging you bugging that from new york you new york. bugging right now be yeah, like, no, from 250, from a quarter million, from what she said, and for him saying the courthouse, that is a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody I... ends up at the courthouse. Like, you got to go do the sign at the courthouse. And some people keep it che um, cheap. And But to your point, not every family operates the same. So nobody right, should yeah. be feel pressured to do a wedding. I think sometimes a wedding is good. If, you know, hey, if it's the first person to first kid in the family to, you know, do the wedding and it's the family hasn't seen a wedding in the last five, 10 years, that's it's a good thing for the entire even kids to see weddings because then it can normalize in their heads like, oh, people can have good relationships. People can get married. Yeah. People and then everybody's having a good time. Look at all the family smiling together. These are also memories for them, too. And I think that was the reason why we ended up doing it, because. You know, we just want to make sure that her family's good. My family was good. And every and every even our uh, our friends ever since then, we've had like, what, two marriages and three kids, three babies. It's, it's a trickle down yeah. effect. Like yeah, it, it, it kind of yeah. influenced others because so uh, right after you guys they, got married, yeah. engaged. <laughs> yeah, some people like on. some people. um I guess at the engagement was like, oh man, you know, like this was so nice. Like, and they literally said, this was so nice. Like, and they, you could tell the wheels were kind of rolling in some of those guys' heads. They're like, you know what this Assessing is? Assessing the situation. You know, <laughs> it, it wasn't that crazy. It wasn't that terrifying of a scenario and it's okay. It seems like everything worked out. And I think that's what's really important. And some people did, they, they decided to elope and, and it yeah. saved a lot of money. That's amazing. Like you do what you need to do, but it's not going to look the same for everybody. Trust me, I, I wouldn't mind eloping at all. <laughs> hey, hey, so I don't even know how much we pay. There's so much money. It's just so much money. Yeah, I wouldn't like mind a, eloping. 30? Right? It was like 30? You saw you saw the budget. You right, see, right, so it, the total was 36. But since you Ooh. both had like money coming from both of your parents, but what y'all paid, I guess the offset of that, what y'all paid was 23. 23 plus the, the 23 ring yeah I accounted for everything I think I ended up being at 40 I, I count everything from the moment that I got the engagement, engagement ring, ring all yeah. the wow. way through the marriage all okay. counts because that's just accounting it's just you because obviously you wouldn't have the, the wedding without the engagement or the engagement ring all these things are kind of linked together in my opinion so is it real without engagement ring I guess it's still real in my opinion, but in this sense, people just want, I don't know, the engagement. It's actually, kind of, there's a lot of these new social norms. And I say new because it, they are new. 
they haven't been, you know, in existence for the last, what, 70, I think 70 years is the max range where these things started coming around. It was marketed to people and people believed them to be true. People didn't even have wedding rings um, 70 years ago. Like generally that wasn't the thing that people cared to have or weddings to that level. People got together, people got at the church, people got like a banquet in the courtyard of their house, you know, that kind of thing, but not not the way that it is now where people are trying to get $250,000 weddings. And for her to even say that, I'm not, I'm not even shocked because she's living in this, you know, alternate luxury, you know, social media or, you know, entertainment reality. And for them, a 125K wedding, that's, that's, that's flatline, like 150, 200. That's doable. That's crazy. It's, like, it's I, still crazy. You, you're you're inviting everyone from the, the block at that point. No, but it's not. No, no, they're not inviting everyone, though. It's everything is so expensive at that level. The flowers that they're getting. Some people are doing it on yachts. Some people are doing it. You know, hey, we're flying everybody over there and they're doing, hey, um, um engagement bridal proposals now bridesmaid proposals are happening these things are becoming lavish like your your photographers now are what 30k for the photographer just for people, the photographer people want people want the the extinguished viral moments and they want to be published on like the wedding uh on ss or some kind of wedding uh special or something like that people want those moments because i still remember this video it was a while ago but she went viral for her wedding the wedding was like striving it was beautiful beautiful chocolate couple and they got divorced and she got yeah, on YouTube. I, I remember. And I, remember about I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was, and, and, and not to say that because uh, I don't want people to mis misjudge uh, what I'm saying. It's because they had a strafing wedding. That's why their relationship ended. Nah, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is in particular, I, I think a lot of people focus on just having this extravagant, you know, uh, moment. And, but we don't know what's going on on the back end. I think sometimes the focus is too much on the wedding and too much on this one day or weekend, <laughs> like Levy saying, and not really focus on the community and focus on your own relationship that you're trying to have. Um, but yeah, I, I remember those, like people really trying to have those viral things. And honestly, I'm going to keep it with my wedding. Don't, don't bring your phone. <laughs> people will do still not, bring their phones no do not it, it, when i'm <laughs> doing gonna, a ceremony what you gotta do what you gotta do what, you gotta when i'm doing no you, you can you can out? you can bring your phone but do not i, I don't want to get on facebook and see my vows being said on facebook hey i'm a, I'm a hey i I'm don't a, want i don't uh, want that respect, respect. If you invite me if you invite me i will have my phone out <laughs> you can have your me. phone out just don't do it during the ceremony you, you just, that's you all i'm you saying live you don't want to live i don't right? want it live all right I really we're gonna have the live. live it's cool we ain't gonna do the I, I don't i don't i don't like that at all there's something cringy it's about that zoom it's gonna be no. on zoom <laughs> <laughs> let's go but people are forgetting about like uh, marriage in the day in and day out of these things you know what i'm saying just like and it's it's really costly like when those people are weird to begin with when that that one that you're referring to that viral the girl uh, wedding mm -hmm. she even said it for richer or for richer you know like it wasn't funny then it was it's still not funny now like at the vows part where they say it's for richer or for poorer yeah that part she's like that for richer or for richer <laughs> and some other friend of mine that they did the same thing too i'm like that's not like stop being coy. This you yeah, know time this to be is cute. serious. <laughs> this is ain't cute. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't be poor. You don't have to have all the money in the world. And I think that's the difference in people not understanding what marriages are. 
um, how they function on their day-to-day -day basis and how, you know, how easy it is, in my opinion, and how hard people can make it, make it at the same time. And it's seasons. I think the best analogy that um, I got from what marriage is, it's like when you think of a TV show, like the seasons, it's the same characters, character development, different places, all these things just happen. That's really with marriage, a day in and day out thing. And you guys kind of learn each other more and more how the seasons change, how you develop in those seasons, you know, coming back together. Because sometimes you may, at some point you may not even like each other. Right. And that's, normal <laughs> for any relationship but you have to come together and kind of communicate uh, how you want your marriage and your relationship to be not only for yourself but for your community around you as well but um uh, again that budget really uh opened my eyes a lot of people not about to get an invite <laughs> i'm sorry that's that's that was a lot <laughs> wait 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 is she is she telling us something lovely is she telling the, the entire financial grill team right now like what's going on it's like somebody not getting the invite. That we're about to be oh okay i'm okay. getting some nice little outfits together at this point thumbs up i i get it okay so um in terms of <laughs> We get it. We hear wait, 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 wait. Hey, hey. My my internet is messing up. My internet is stacking me right now. Like, what's going on? It's cool. I'm I'm not. I'm not. But yeah, just thank you. Like, thank you for sharing that information. And oh, and, you know, I see so, the pivot. Let's wait, see. She engaged already. Let's see how the um season <laughs> would go. Welcome to the financial Yo, <laughs> I'm trying to change the subject. I don't want to be on this subject right now. So. How's everyone? That was a long. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, what's going on? Miss on me. We love to hear it. Oh, we'll yes. See. Oh, we'll yes. See. Just gay. No, but like all jokes aside, this is good because I think that we're at that, you know, that, that inter, the intersections and it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's over. You know, hey, no, no more of the single life. It's over, huh? She's done. She's finally done. <laughs> like that's when you know you you're done. You like you do this. It's, it's been a good run. It's been a good run. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all do what y'all do. People in your DM, it should be me. Like, bruh, stop it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like, it should have been me. Could have. I do the could have been. I do the could have been unfortunately not i mean that's that's my problem because i never i don't post them so it's just like they people assume what they assume i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna probably do like a um ease of rage just you know come pop out up. pop up at the wedding <laughs> with a picture nice <laughs> like I'm, I'm i'm done i'm out of here whatever i don't know I don't, I don't think i'm gonna put it out there so close the end of the chapter <sighs> begin a new chapter in life All yeah right. relates to change you have to figure that out because it's one thing to just say, I'm going to stay at home, but you also have to provide value, which I, I don't think a lot of people are truly cognizant of when they say they're going to stay at home because you have to really provide value to the family, either it being like making sure that, you know, meals are prepared. That means that's going to save us on costs overall as a group and as well as making sure the kid is instructed. Because exactly. one thing you can't just leave the kid and just hope for the best. Like there, a, a stay out, a stay at home spouse is a physical job. <laughs> like it's, it's it's at least worth 50, 60 k a year. 
That's at least. I, I think probably, I think it's more. Maybe maybe one kid. Maybe probably one kid. But if you got like two kids under the age of five. Oh yeah. yeah. It, oh yeah. If it's two kids under the age lot. of five, that's like that's at least a hundred stacks. Like yeah. that's a hundred stacks. That's, that's a lot. On top of that, you're doing errands with your kid. To me, that's wrapped in. That's a hundred stacks with. But as a one single kid, I'll tell you that's like seventy-five. Because yeah. you're factoring a job as a teacher, as a, a cook. As a delivery Org- person, organizer, organizer. Like if you generally rope that in together, that's around seventy five k. Yeah, that's a safe estimation. Yeah, and you can't just sit sit back and watch TV and whatever it is, and just sit the kid in front of TV because that's going to cost you in the long run. Mm-hmm. If the kid is not ready for school, if the kid is struggling, um, that's more tutoring. Or if not, you don't do the tutoring, and the kid eventually fails, flunks out of high school, or barely makes out of college. That kid's going to be stuck to you for the rest of your life. Yeah, you got to invest in investing your children. I think in in for the most part, from what I've noticed, when um when she was was able to stay at home for a few years, my my nephew is extremely smart. I know a lot of aunties will say that, but he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's extremely smart. Like he was doing multiple multiple um cations and timetables and everything. By that, what was he in the second grade by then? I'm not even sure, but he get excited when it comes to math and science. Mm-hmm. Like he want to be a, a marine biologist, <laughs> you know, like he really get inside of that because it all started when he was younger. She had everything kind of structure, wake up, brush your teeth, eat breakfast, put on your clothes. Let's get started. They had recess time. Like she had everything. She said it was a challenge because she had to get him conditioned to get into that, um, get into that, um, that schedule and making sure he's following that schedule as well. So it's a lot of work and not, and I, you know, my partner asked me multiple times, would I like to be a stay at home mom? I'm like, you can circle back on that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That is a hard task, especially the way that we are now. I'm a pragmatic a person and I look at those those de- yeah. that that detail of it and stuff like that. I'm just like, you you're with your kid 20 damn near 24 7. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you're not talking to any other adults. That's your kid, you know. But if if it's really beneficial, then I'll figure it out. But I think a lot I, of I people I think we used to be in the sense of, or I used to be an idea that people will eventually figure it out. And that's true. But the way that we've been structured or um, nurtured in this modern society is something so off now that we're very individualistic and very selfish people. Even the most like, you know, hey, I, I support my friends. I do this, I do that. On a subconscious level, a lot of people are just sitting at home watching Netflix. And you don't just be, if you can't watch or binge three episodes without being a very selfish, a self-indulgent person. And that kind of like pathology or that kind of like grooming doesn't just like escape you when you have a kid, like you hold on to it. A lot of people are going to hold on to those things. And I don't think we're ready for what it takes to be truly the type of parents that we saw growing up. Like, our, like still my mom-in-law, like she out here cooking every day, you know, she's, she's getting it done. Like she, she don't even blink. She doesn't, when people was like, oh, do I love cooking? She doesn't have those, those thoughts in her, in her mind. It's pure. It's like she cooks, she cleans, she gets stuff done. It's so, there's no extra, oh, I'm being whatever pulled, I'm tired. None of that. It's a pure thought. I don't think we, we exist in the same way that they existed. Like. I don't know. I, I, I get that, but give a little so. pushback because it's like, uh, it's, it's, I don't think we got, the, ju- it's, I don't think we got the juice. I don't think we got the juice. 
it's not necessarily that we're not because sound like as though like we're not necessarily uh sacrificial <laughs> you oh, know no, we're what not. we want to no. do what we want to do i think honestly i think if if you are if you are a parent a volunteer parent it's like you are that's number one as a woman you're sacrificing damn near your life and your body just to give birth no, that's number one. But the the thing when it comes to the capability of parenting a child, I think a lot of people is not understanding and realizing the amount of not only nurturing and survival of that child, making sure they breathe and, and are capable of living each day, but actual of um, providing the resources for them. I think for me, I can't really compare my parents, my mom, for how she raised me and me looking into how I would raise my children because it was survival <laughs> for them. Like you ate, you got clothes, you're at home, you good. Like the things that I lack, you know, coming into a woman or just adulthood, I didn't get when I was younger. So it's like, I need to make sure not only I provide a, um, a basic necessity of survival for my children, but I also want to provide um, the resource I want to provide them, the emotional maturity. I want to provide them how to communicate and not always do tantrums when you don't know how you're feeling or whatever. I couldn't do that when I was younger. If I had a tantrum, I get a, I get a Zocla beside my head. Oh, you get you know hit. What I'm saying? You get, hit, you get hit. So I don't, I really don't like to compare it though. Cause that's totally different because our parents were only doing what Dave thought was best <laughs> for us and that's basic necessity because honestly that's the only thing they could have done you know what i'm saying so because they're thinking about bills they're thinking about all this other stuff you're just thinking about yo we're not gonna get evicted <laughs> where am i gonna pay for this water or this light they're thinking about that so i'm not trying to compare that i think it's like for us it's, it's not really a sacrificial thing i think if for for us is more or less how can we provide not only base necessity but more of the things that your children needs because it's a it's a long-term investment of what you put into your child every single day like you were mentioning about um providing the the needs and everything that they need for skill sets and providing them the space and environment that so that they can be prepared in the next five or ten years so yeah it, it, it is a lot like how does that look <laughs> yeah I, you know? I i guess i don't want to like make it seem a dour thing as much more that it's going to be different i think that's what i wanted to kind of i guess that's the only thing i'd like to impart on anybody is going to be different from what we thought it was and the way that we react to things will also be different too so i don't see us parenting in a way that is familiar anymore as the person standing at the at the kitchen making breakfast lunch and dinner it's a lot. Remember how, how long it took for them to do that? That's a very long time to make that kind of structured food on a, any given moment. It's a lot. I've also watched my father-in-law when I go down south, like he wakes up at what, four o'clock in the morning. I wake up too, because I know when he wakes up. I wake, but he's out the door to go do something. That's a whole different type of guy. His generation operates and lives in a different space. You know, to be out the door at 4.30, 5 a.m. in the morning, for whatever reason, I just don't, I, I'm looking at myself I'm like, oh, <laughs> 5 a.m. to go there. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't have that juice, you know, especially at my age. I'm like, I don't have the same juice like you're doing out here, man. <laughs> you're at 5 a.m. in the morning to go do, let's say, for example, if somebody decide, uh, a dad out there decides to go do Uber, you know, at 5 a.m. in the morning and then come back home at like uh, by eight 
to be prepared to go to work and then after work do the uber all over again by the time they get home it's like 9 p.m 10 o'clock and they go to sleep and they do it all over again and they do this non-stop for a good 15 20 years mm. can you imagine that life <laughs> like, it's i don't think a lot of our generation has uh, the juice in that sense because i think that like um lg was saying i think the directive that he was going into is just like and we want to parent differently, like what Delance is saying, the um the emotional social component. But I don't. I think we're underestimating. Like when you look at the real stats, for example, right, the average m- salary of a black woman, black man, or average salary of a white man, white woman, Hispanic, all these different things, right, and the number of monies that that needs to be for us to be able to be the, as emotionally available as we need to I don't think we understand how much the financial weight plays a role on that like you said the parents are in survival we think that we could do better because we know better but I I don't think we we underestimate that if you don't have the structure for it that you end up somehow being default back to survival again because they're in survival because of the financial strengths and all the stuff that happened we're saying we're going to go do a lot better. But then if you look at our financial situations, they're pretty much the same. If you start looking at the, the whole, not just like the, the few of us, the outliers that are doing a lot better. Most of the people that I know now that are parenting, they're on survival mode. They're just a little bit more lax with their children. They're a little bit more, you know, the, the direction of how we're raising them. But then I don't think we have like the, some of us are not like LG saying, I don't know a lot of like men that I know that have children that are up at four doing much of anything. Um, and the women are like, these men are not, the men are not being men. Um, one of the things that I've been talking to a lot of my friends about is culture, um, the gender, gender roles. Because we've kind of said, well, we're not going to be in the kitchen. We're not going to do all these things. The men also say, well, I don't got to be up at four to do the extra Uber rides. Um, because we're going to be like, you know, like kind of like can- one cancels out and the other. It's not either right or wrong. It's just different. And we're going to have to figure out what does the new, the new norm, how can we do better and how impactful is the better going to really be? Like, we don't know that because we have to see what does this set of children being in this world look like we saw how we grew up and we saw how we turned out i think a lot of times we underestimate some of the things that we called harsh and bad how much it actually shaped us in a it gave us resilience and in this generation they don't have much resi- like they don't know how to be okay with no like the whole idea of perseverance and grit is like uh, we're not trying to do that um because the whole idea of hashtag soft life but life is not always soft and life is not always fair um so it's like, eh, it's like a balance I'm saying, meaning I don't know how we'll do it and how it will turn out, but I don't want us to throw away everything that they did. Cause I don't think everything our parents did was bad. I just think we need to refine some of it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know if breakfast, lunch, and dinner is something, you know, you about to get Uber Eats on one of them days, right? Like that's just what it ends up yeah. my, my mom didn't do breakfast, lunch, maybe on occasion breakfast if she's off from work. But uh, man, I'm in, I'm in a Haitian household. Whatever she cooked, that was D so spot and it was still leftover. She heat that bad boy up. <laughs> there's your lunch and dinner. <laughs> if we still yeah. have any leftovers, there, there's there's your lunch dinner. Dinner. Yeah, that's what it is and that's all it was because she has to she have to work but yeah. my mom made enough food that it lasts and then if she needs to make more food she make more food, more food. but 
it was a lot of us in the household. So I never, well, I was just happy I was fed. I, I, and, and I'm, and the way that we are, especially for ourselves, I think we are a lot of, uh, we're basically outliers from a lot of different people because we had, you know, these type of experiences. But imagine even right now, an urban millennial, that's what, let's say 28, doesn't know how to cook, Uber eats all the time. We saw it last year. In 2022, um, it was likely that uh, millennials on a monthly basis were spending as much as $1,000 on, on, you know, Uber eats and delivery. Yep. And that's that's $1,000 a month period like that's an insane amount of money just for one person and on top of the fact that they're actually cooking or even going out to bars and stuff like that this this is where money is going so i guess what i'm saying is that what to um lovely's point is that yes that generation was in um survival mode but we're not we're not even there yet we're not there in the conception of what survivable is when you have to take care of all these kids and also feed them where in in essence where we don't even feed ourselves in the right way so that person that's spending a thousand dollars on uber eats is not likely to give that up in one fell swoop they might you know cut it down to 500 but then they're going to have the family uh um, budget go all the way up to 750 these so are you, their whole family is gonna be struggling out here. So are you saying like it's safe to say people don't change their um change their habits after a family? They kind of like try to um try incorporate to it. incorporate the yeah. same things yeah. that they're I think doing. That's, and not I recognizing think, yeah. there's a pivot that's necessary to actually yeah. run efficient family. Cause I'm I'm not saying it from just like, oh, my opinion. I'm saying I'm watching. I have groups of friends that are raising children or that are doing things. And I think it's it's amazing because I don't think that you can, there's any perfect situation. There's not a whatever. But for me personally, I had kind of made in my mind that I wanted to have a certain type of stability before I had children. Um, that's just a per- personal decision, preference of mine. Um, I don't, like, I, again, it's not like a right or wrong thing. It's just a personal um, preference. But one thing I am realizing is that on the back end, right, $1,000 on Uber Eats, $12,000 for the year. We're thinking about fees, things and associations of different things. You end up having a child and like Lauren said, maybe you cut it to 500, but then other things are coming up. What I'm noticing in talking to the different couples is that it's also then putting a strain on the relationship itself, like the mom and dad aspect, because we were not well prepared. And then we're not operating. Remember, Lauren said that early in the conversation, we are more of a me, me, myself and I type of generation. So you're not getting babysitting at the ad hoc like our parents might have been able to because more so community was kind of a thing. Like an auntie probably watched you at some point, a uncle or something. A lot, watched you a lot. (laughs) A lot, right? But not like, now we are the aunties. We're in, we're in Lisbon. We're in, we're, we're in Brazil. Okay. We're in, um, what's you do that? The watching them, you like watching them. Mm. Well, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I got oh, things no. to do, you know? Do. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like what's things to do? Watching TV. <laughs> watching TV. Like, you know, like we're, we're living, keep in mind, like we're the new aunties and uncles that are coming up and look at like Lawrence, pull up your calendar, calendar, Atlanta, pull up your calendar. It's completely different than what our aunties and uncles calendar look like, right? They were like down the street, you can call them. Like I'm thinking about like all the stuff that I have to get to do. Like even for me to have been physically here for my uncle, I had to cancel things. Like I had to 
okay, like balancing it out. And, you know, I lean towards, of course, you know, doing the right, the in my mind, the right thing, because there's not, because I, I feel like if I, if I didn't do that, I don't necessarily think it would have been a wrong thing, but I put myself in the position of doing what I think is good for the family and people, right? But not everybody's going to make that decision. It could have been like, babes, I already have this on the schedule. <laughs> I, I'll see you later. Okay. When I come back, well, I hope you make it through the season by the time I come back. And that hit was like with, a hit you with a test the season. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? So I'm just saying that I do think that we're experiencing, we're also, we we're living longer. We also have more resources available to us. Like our parents, their, their vacation was Haiti. Like if they did ever go. If they ever vacation at all. Yeah. If they <laughs> like, ever vacation. So then what we're talking about. Do you about consider us. Haiti a vacation? No, what I'm Not saying, really too. Oh, every time out. my mom yeah, goes, yeah. it's always something she had to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like that was their version of living. But our version is no, like, hey, Atlanta, what were we talking about? You were talking about going to Ghana. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I'm pretty sure it's very different from your sister to say, hey, I'm just going to drop off the kids for a week or even an afternoon every afternoon. You might be able to do it one or two times, but it won't be the same as I feel like our parent generation, they had default people that they could do this stuff with. And I don't think we're we're underestimating that. Yes, they had to do a lot of struggle, but they had a lot of village type help that I just don't see our generation cultivating that village and that community on a broad spectrum. Are we? Is so, it fake community? I want to say fake, it's just not as deep as I would say that the generations before had. Oh, I think you might as well call it fake. That's not like, fake yeah, we, we doing some woke stuff, like some woke words, like don't sound like fake community. It is because we're not I'm just saying, that's what it sounds like. I'm just getting consistent right now. Yeah, because last last night I was having that conversation with my buddy Clee and he was like, you know, and he's going back to work. We talked about that. And the one he said going back to work, at least I prompted to myself, like, let me go check my schedule and calendar to see how I could fit in. Right. To get to Not everybody does that. But that's, so I wanted, most you know, people don't. Yeah, most Let's people just make don't. that. And most even then, when don't. I was doing it, I was like, I was trying to pick days that are comfortable for me. <laughs> like, yep. You know, I was like, oh, this Friday I'm off. This Friday I'm off. And I'm about to go tell them a list of these are the days that are good for me, <laughs> that kind of thing. Whereas in truth, back in the day, things could happen at any time. And and I even told him, like, he's too far away in the sense, like, hey, you can't just drop the baby and, and you're gone. Because I'm at home. I could do that. I could help. But you're you're like 30, 45 minutes away. That's not a an easy, comfortable, let me drop the kid off 5, 15 minutes down the block scenario. Right. And that's you how know. it used to be for most of us. We always yeah. had someone that was like 5, 10, 15. But now it's like 30, 45. For some of us, it's hours. Some people, yeah. like, the next person over is like, you got to take a flight. So I think yeah. that I'm watching a group. I have a group of my friends right now. Like they don't have people that they can just say, Hey, watch this kid for me. Me and my wife are going to go do a date night. Like they just don't have it. And those are the things that we don't realize that they put a wear and tear on the family structure because family was never meant to be nuclear. It is a European white centric. I'm going to say it like that. I'm going to be Umar, Umar for a moment concept Dr. Umar. yeah <laughs> like through. it's a concept that from our villages when you think about IET like that's not how we did family that's not the basis of how family is done so we're trying to then you know like assimilate to a culture that's it's available but I don't necessarily think it's necessarily healthy the way we're doing it this whole nuclear family is just me just me 
my husband and my child and nobody else. And I don't need anything else. And as long as I have that, and then five, 10 years later, you're drained, you're burnt out and you're having an affair. I know it sounds very dark, but this is literally how it starts because you're drained from something that was never meant to just be in, only inside the house. It was meant to be community-based. It was meant to be village-based. Like Lauren said, like, hey, I'm, I, you know, we were renting an Airbnb and there might be a few rooms because you have a community mindset. What was the first thing that you thought about? Like, hey, any of y'all can slide through. But that it's coming because that's part of our culture, our ethos. But I think coming here, we're trying to assimilate to something I don't think is doing us well. Just this yeah, mind. I, I I'll agree with that, but I want to say it's like a white European thing as much it as is. More, it's a Western um society thing. But who's, who's the Western people, Lawrence? Who, who we are also people? part of this Western culture of people. Like we, we anytime we when I say Western, I mean, I, well, for whatever reason, we also blend into it. We add to the gumbo. Like that 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 chicken in the gumbo is not just I, oh, I'm just a chicken. I'm not the gumbo. Like you in the you gumbo give it too. Flavor. <laughs> like you know, what I mean? you're in it too. That's what I'm saying. I you're feel like we added to it, but then yeah. for them, because I feel like when I speak to, and the only reason why I say that is because when you do start speaking to that particular type of culture and that subset, it is often part of like I would agree for it to be Westernized, Americanized type of culture but i even think they're starting to say like hey i don't think this is working for us the way we're doing it yeah. is not working like this what it's what i mean even the blondes or you know the whites <laughs> are also saying the same thing which is not necessarily a culture that of their own volition as much that is i think is an evolution as of human nature as we got more money as you got more wealth we felt like oh we need to move this other place have a bigger home have a home with less stuff or everybody has their own home everybody's the man of their own castle and yeah. as we evolved away from each other we to your point we lost the entire sense of community people live further and further along best friends are not down the block from each other anymore they're they're damn there's two cities over they have to spend additional money to travel to see each other and that's additional cost that nobody could really afford, whereas they could have been literally five minutes away. You know, you could saw your friend every other um, moment when they just walk right down into your courtyard and you just hang out with them. You don't see that anymore. And that's the problem, not just specifically to um, the black community. It's not specific to the Hispanic community or it's not even specific to the white community in the U.S. It's just Western culture is especially Western culture in consideration of just America is it's framed differently. The cities are formed differently. Mm -hmm. The vibe and the flow, it doesn't fit into a community narrative and it falls apart very quickly. This is why yeah. when I go overseas, I love it because you're walking around every day. Like you're not struggling to get 12,000 steps. In, no, in it's part of your you everyday get, you, get, you get the 12,000 steps, no matter if you ask for it or not, <laughs> like you will get these steps. Only in America, you have something in your arm to tell you didn't walk enough because you didn't walk enough. Like, I, I think we'll get back to that. I think we are getting back to some voluntarily or involuntary level of community because we spoke about this in our um, a group message, a video that was shared about inter, intergenerational housing of how the housing costs and accommodations are so like skyrocket right now, depends on the state where you are, but it's not only in the U S it's internationally. Like you mentioned in Europe, a lot of uh, young people in London are moving back in with their parents because they just can't afford the accommodations and flats or even 
rent. Housing is way out the um buying a home is way out the question. So you think about renting, it is literally uh from what I've seen how their setup of of renting is, it's like a bidding. Like you go outside, literally, <laughs> you go outside and you kind of like glance in the middle. Sometimes you don't even see how the flat even looks if you want to buy. And that's that's the way it's structured to it. And immediately as it hit the market, it's gone. You know, yeah, but more yeah, it's happening. So more and more people are moving in back with their parents, back with their cousins and in the community so they can survive. And I think we're getting back to that level of community because now, honestly, we, many people don't even have that choice. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that I live, you know, 20, 30 minutes from my family, 45 minutes from my mom. Uh, but at, at some point of the other, like, that's where the evolving can come from because you move from different state. I have a brother that lives in Canada. I love other brother that lives in Boston. So yep. those are the things that kind of happen, but we will get back to that level of community of living together. Whether, whether it's by choice or by circumstances. By choice or by circumstances. Yep. Yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see. I think um, we're living in our own history, which is always fun because people will look back at this time, study it, review it. Um, see what the impacts of COVID has done. Like, I don't, I think it's when we're reading history books, it's like, wow, I wonder how it was, but like people are going to be reading about this era that we're living in. Um, and some of us will, will be footnotes in, in the history. Some people will make whatever impact in their own generational family history where it's like, yeah, great uncle, uncle, you know, Lawrence or great, you know, great auntie, auntie of Atlanta. Like, yeah, they were the first one. They're kind of like, they had to pioneer and, and do better with their finances and their livelihood. And yeah, they left us a whole bunch of monies and, or whatever it may be, or it might be properties or stuff like that. I think that aspect of life is so beautiful. I think about my children all the time. Like I don't have any children, but I think about them all the time. Like, okay, if I ever do actually get to have biological children, um, I'm willing to adopt. That's actually something I thought about over the last week or two. Um, but essentially like the stories that they'll tell and our history will be something else. We will be the people that our children are probably maybe on a podcast, a virtual podcast, like a AI thing and said, yeah, our parents used to do this podcast called like, the financial grill and they used to talk about their generation and i'm sure they're, they're gonna have things to say about us that they felt like we did wrong and we were out of pocket for and so it's just the evolution. Wait, wait, wait. if they're gonna listen to this i, I want to tell them that screw you i did not do anything wrong you did it wrong okay <laughs> that's those kids you know <laughs> turn on me <laughs> like, out here listening to me and say i did something wrong like, the nerves of you i gave you life <laughs> You got money that you're blowing right now because of me. Let, let's right. Stop, stop the cap. Stop the cap. Yeah. So I think it's going to be interesting. Um, and I think, I don't know, maybe it's me, but I feel really young. Like as much as like we're, we're growing and we're becoming older, I feel like I thought at this age, I would feel like old and I feel like, oh my gosh, but like, I don't feel, I don't like, use I old. I uh, use yeah, seasoned. Yeah. yeah. Very seasoned. <laughs> seasoned. Yeah. I, I see, feel... I see how I look when I was younger. I did not look good. <laughs> <laughs> the glow up. <laughs> Opposite effect. You're like, mm, mm, mm. Uh, uh, I don't yeah, want to go remember, back. Like, I remember struggling. I'm living like a struggle life. I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't want, I, I like yeah. this soft life. I like yeah, this yeah. life. Like, yeah. If you remember all the struggle, I'm like, mm, my, my memory is different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought, I don't know, back then I, thinking I about being this age now, because I'm I'm 31, 
Am I 31? Yeah, I think I'm 31. Oh, I, I was going to Fridays, Chili's, you know. That, yeah, that I really was the don't. apex of my life. Ever since I would turn to 27, like I turned 27 and after that, I never really can remember my age. All I can remember uh-huh, is 27 uh-huh, happened. Sure, sure. And then- I, went, no, I remember no. I went to Olive Garden too. Like, I thought Olive Garden apex. used to be the place. I thought I was like, hey, I thought I, I thought it was fine I, I, dining. I, I, right. I, I thought I arrived. Yeah. <laughs> I arrived. Oh, he took me at Olive Garden. <laughs> we like, Olive Garden. So Red, many lobster, biscuits. Red Lobster was the, the I'm, I can't go to Red Lobster. I felt like that was something, you know, you have to have money to go to Red Lobster. Not it's so the funny thing how culture has changed. Like, I, live, I, I live up the street from Red Lobster, not too far. Go ahead, lovely. No, I feel like it's so funny how culture has changed because I felt like there was so much. I don't know. I'm so happy. I don't know how to, I wish I can show you guys how happy I am because. Oh, I feel please like, do. Can we see it? Well, <laughs> can we see how happy? <laughs> I, I really am happy. Like, um, because life is sweet and it's sweet because there are moments probably in our childhood or moments, especially in college, college experiences where you kind of feel like, man, is this, is, is this, this it? Like, am I going to see something different? And to see that we've seen other things, like when I go, there's certain meetings I go to certain experiences that I'm having, I am abundantly grateful to God because I'm stepping into more of who I am. And those insecurities or those small little voices that made you feel like you're not good enough or whatever else. And just to see like how much on the other side that we are. That's why I always, I used to bother Lawrence early in our podcast all the time. Like share your story, share your bicycle story, share the 2012 history, because I think it's so important that you don't just see the million dollar net worth without seeing everything else that took place so that that shift could happen. I love hearing when you talk about the trip that you went to South, um, South, what is it? Um, you went to Asia, right? Or was it Korea, South Korea? And all of those things. All Asian people are not the same Asian. Yeah, people, that's okay? why I had to make just sure. Let you know, just let you know. So I had to like, just seeing that, like, um, I'm supposed to be doing a study abroad for two weeks in China. Like these are different things that are like coming up into our minds and our spirits. But at one point, they seem far or in, not necessarily impossible, but improbable. But just to see, like, this is, I I don't know. Like, I'm trying to say, but it's just like, it's blowing up in my heart. Like, it's good. I would say this. I am as happy and elated as you are. But I guess as I get older, I start remembering, like, one, one the first thing is like, I, I'm actually happy for the dark experiences that I had or the bad experiences because it makes me really appreciate the current experience that I have right yeah. now. I think a lot of people that start off with a, a soft life and they get hit with um, challenges, they typically crumble. I think other people that at this stage I'm hit with a challenge, I don't necessarily fold as fast as, a, as somebody else because I'm, I have a lot of experience to kind of rely on or really think back through to kind of get me to the next level. Um, I would say as well that I find myself using a la- uh, language of being, me being lucky. It's not in the same sense of, oh, you just lucky you always had it together. No, I'm, I'm lucky and I'm happy because not all of us make it to this yeah. point. You know, and, and I'm grateful for that because literally, you know, we could have we could have not done ha- if we, one misstep, we could have been anywhere else. Man, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like. I know people that have gone through some of the things that I've gone through and they, they just gone to the deep end. Like they never recovered. 
they just never recovered from it and every day I'm just like oh my goodness God like thank you like every single day like my um my hope and dream for everyone is just like if you are in a place and it is dark and maybe you don't feel like there's something on the other side, like just know that there is. There is if you just persevere. And man, if you get a chance to do it differently, do it. Like the, these conversations are inspiring. They're memorable. And we're just getting started. Like there's so much more, but I, 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 I'm, I'm happy. I'm very happy in spite of everything that certain things are like, oh, this is not good. But even, even in those things, I'm like, you know, God, you always come through. It's a beautiful thing. And this is how we start off the entire year with a, just a <laughs> random conversation that somebody listened to like, well, what the heck just happened? I thought I came with the financial griot. <laughs> That's what I heard. The griot. <laughs> no, it's, a it's all part of it yeah it's all part of it because I think like um what I would love for the podcast if we can share is that I hope that as we continue to grow and share our stories that people can understand like um that whole idea of chicken noodle for our soul soul type of stuff like there's good you know even in the midst like Lauren said like the dark moments makes these moments even so much sweeter like I can imagine like I didn't get a chance to like I think there's one thing that I'm always thinking about is like, I can't wait to see like my kid with their dad because I didn't get that. I didn't have that experience. So I'm looking forward to like being like at a window and watching them in the backyard, like playing with their dad. And be like, wow. You know what? I can't wait for that moment because I'm going to clip the kid and be like, look at you, soft. Soft. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, it's pragmatic. Like, like, <laughs> hey, I got, I got to bring him back down. I can't just live, let him live up the life. Like, man, I was having such a great time with you today. Clip, my bad. Like, this is real, real life. Survive, <laughs> struggle. Dad, can you help me on the bike? No, I'm out here biking off. Like, I'm hurting. I don't care. Oh my God. I, I can't parent. wait to see you as a parent, Lawrence. I really can't. Like, because it's going to be interesting. Because either you're going to think that you're going to be like that, and it'll be so funny if Lawrence is like the big softy. I'm going to laugh. I'm actually, I'm not as soft, you know, as people think it is, but I do kind of like challenge kids, you know, to do what they're supposed to do. And then whenever I need to step in, I'll step in. But nine times out of 10, I want to see where the kid goes first. Because I've seen, I've noticed that if you coddle people too much, that you can actually lead them down the wrong path. And yeah. if you allow them to grow, you can actually help them as well. Yeah, Michelle Obama talked about that. The whole idea of like, you got to give them a chance to like get up themselves. Like, I'm not going to be your alarm clock forever. You need to do what you need to do. Helps them be better. What happened? <laughs> you didn't pay the Wi-Fi? No, my wife, because I know Doreen out here on some, you know, she got her, her Apple sucking up the Wi-Fi, probably. Or maybe she's trying to like, let me watch this show. Something or something going on with my Wi-Fi. It's been, it's been horrible it's the last few weeks. I don't know what's going on, like in and out. It's not mm. the Wi-Fi or maybe the service. I don't know, but it's well. Before we wrap up today's episode, I think we've gone long enough with regards to this. Uh, there's so much to be said about the way inflation is happening. Prices are going up. 
the recession and not not a recession is still bumping. I think people need to really go back to the drawing board um, and really start getting contact with each, write down your goals like we always tell you to do, execute on your goals, but call your friends and have those type of five, 10, 15 minutes catch up conversations because you needed to. That's where I'm gonna land. That's where I'm gonna drop it. So are you gonna drop it? Lovely still here? Yeah, yeah. she didn't pay her bills. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Not everybody got the money. You know what I mean? All right, we'll drop Lord, it. Lord, Lord. <laughs> I said she Lord, started Lord. off with Lord, Lord, thank you. Gratitude, because she finally got the bill paid. <laughs> yeah, doing this right now. I can't stand y'all. This is why I can't be serious. I be trying to be serious and y'all just be playing too much. Comcast, Comcast. But is there anything else you're gonna leave us with? Because you gotta wrap it up. Wrap it up, Atlanta. Like where you can find you or something like that <laughs> in these streets. Yeah, guys, you can find me on the YouTube streets. I'm back on YouTube, trying to be consistent. I um... see. You see that? <laughs> like it's big. I, I when I turn the corner, I'm like, is she really kind of being consistent for a couple of days, a week? Like... <laughs> I'm back on YouTube. You can also catch me on IG at my. Uh, at my name uh atlanta underscore elson so yeah i'm being consistent and i love my uh reaction videos to just small commentary and reviews of the news what's going on and I, I love that people like it too so that's been cool to do very quick content um putting out there so yeah check me out as for myself you can find me at um uh, the neighborhood finance guy uh website where I drop a lot of my information a little bit super transparent compared to a lot of other people where I talk about wealth building wealth and some people don't believe it they go back through the the entire thing is like oh yeah he's been talking about this for a very long time and they, they get to learn grow and develop you can also find me on IG where I post a lot and sometimes I'm toxic sometimes I'm not this year I'm a little bit less toxic now was last year I could feel it. I'm, I'm, I'm turning because a you're real woman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gumu now. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, I'm not worried about, Hey, I'm about to go to this very nice hotel in like at the end of the year, it's going to be so damn nice. I'm like, yeah, there it is. I made it. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, um, I'm let lovely recap for herself where they could find her. You guys can find me online at lovely Mardellas on Instagram that I'm not posting on currently. <laughs> okay but all seriousness no just find me on lovely Mordellas on all socials and Atlanta will put no Lawrence puts them on a so, show page notes Atlanta cuts them so if there's missing pieces in these conversations y'all know what happened I swear man it's gonna be such a great piece that she's gonna cut out of this too I know she's, mm -hmm. look at she's like <laughs> yeah yeah you already know cut 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 cut, cut. <laughs> this is an edit this is a whole delete episode ain't like they're gonna know anyways y'all know what y'all know it is what it is peace out welcome and have a good 2023 and we hope all the episodes feed you encourage you and cause you to level up however you choose to. Thank you for listening to the Financial Griot Podcast, powered by the Wealth Builders Collective.